What career field can have you earning six figures remotely and keep you employed for 10 years through six PCSs? Technology, and today we're talking with a top 10% female technology earner, Lindsay Harold, about two easy-to-obtain certifications that made her the primary breadwinner for her family. We're going to teach you why A-plus and Security Plus are two certifications that will get you hashtag hired. Turn up the volume. We're starting right now. Welcome to the Burt Force Podcast. Our show helps active duty military spouses land virtual careers. Each week, we'll be uncovering the secrets of virtual work to help get you hashtag hired. If you want income sustainable from anywhere in the world, this is the show for you. We are bringing you everything from juicy job opportunities to advice on how to glow up for a virtual interview. And now let's meet our host. She's the change maker responsible for getting over 700 military spouses hashtag hired and making a $15 million impact in the military community. Force founder, professional speaker, remote staff augmentation specialist, visionary. Here's our host, Kimber Hill. Welcome back to our series, Certs That Get You, hashtag hired. You could also say hashtag promoted, baby. Today, we're speaking with Lindsay Harold. She has a self-described strange sense of humor. She recently won the 2020 Northern New York 20 Under 40 Business Award for Leadership and Assisting Military Spouses to Find Remote Work. You guys, she's helped 116 people since August. She's a veteran and an active duty spouse. She's currently a project engineer with Amazon, and she's been in IT for 18 years. She's our expert speaker about A+, and Security+. Get excited for Lindsay Harold, y'all. Vertforce is launching something big, Rocket Remote, our proven method to harness LinkedIn for your remote career search. Our LinkedIn video modules in Rocket Remote give you the keys to rev up LinkedIn's search engine capabilities and unlock the secrets to navigating its vast digital network. But LinkedIn is not all you get. Rocket Remote combines our LinkedIn video modules with our popular resume bootcamp course so you have exactly what you need to prepare for the virtual job market. Subscribe at bit.ly forward slash vf hyphen rr. That's bit.ly forward slash vf hyphen rr. Lindsay, thank you for joining us on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. What an amazing introduction. I am so humble and excited to be here. We're super honored to have you. You are truly a wave maker in the military spouse community and in IT. So we're excited to have this conversation today. Me too. Lindsay, let's dive in to our question and answer series. First, I wanted to ask you, why do you think it's important for us to talk about service members and military spouses about the career option of technology? So without playing too much into it, you know, especially if you're kind of female, this space is really empty. We definitely need more women in tech. So that's kind of something to touch on. But more highlights include for me, you know, I have been around the military community, as Kimber mentioned, for 
I think 18 years, so most of my adult life, and I have never been without a job in 10 years, which means that I have successfully transitioned more than once through a PCS and never been without a career because these types of jobs in information technology and in my industry are portable. I made a successful transition to remote work about three years ago. And really, again, I just haven't been underemployed or not employed in that entire time frame. So it's more about the portability that comes in these and the roles really, and you're paid really well. So you're able to kind of support your family and still have a career while being at home, if that's something that you want to do. I love that you mentioned underemployment because you and I have had a conversation prior to today about, you know, why we're both passionate about this topic and why we want to bring IT to the community. But one of the things we didn't really discuss was underemployment. And it's really important for us to emphasize for everyone listening, especially our female demographic, IT pays very, very well. So with that being said, let's chat about how you discovered the reliability of a career in technology. So with the reliability, you know, I got a lot of my experience as an active duty service member in, in the Army. But as soon as I got out of the military, I already had a job lined up working in the civilian industry. My first job was out of Fort Campbell, and I was driving to Nashville. But I mean, there was just such a a mad dash to have a woman in tech or just to work in tech. So the availability was there. When it came to the reliability of it all, I found out, you know, through working and being in the military, everywhere I went or every military installation had a support contract and supported the military that I could work. Every organization outside, if you walk outside right now and you look around, everything is run by tech to some degree. I mean, if you go to a hair salon and you have a hair appointment and there's an online booking software, there's a tech somewhere that built that out or a software engineer that built that out, or there's a local support system tech support for that hair salon. And that's just, I mean, you could be that person, you know, troubleshooting their tech issues, point of sale systems or technical. I mean, I could go on and on and on as it pertains to my certification path and how I ended up kind of certified. I got hired I don't want to drag you guys through my entire career, but I got I got out of the military and worked a government contract at Fort Campbell and then left that contract to accept an offer as a GS9 employee, so a government service employee, and was told I had 30 days to get certified so that I could be compliant with DOD regulations and be able to keep my job. So I got both certifications in a matter of 30 days, and I have had jobs ever since. Okay, so I have a feeling you're probably not the only person to work for the government and the government say, oh, hey, by the way, if you want to keep your job, we need you to go get a certification. And I had a similar experience not working for the government, but working for a government contractor. And it wasn't so much of if you want to keep your job, but it was if you want to promote and get out of the position that you're in, you have to go get certifications. And for me, my manager told me, you have to go get the PMP. You know, it was something that I always wanted, but it wasn't something that I was planning on doing anytime soon. So sometimes you need that extra push to motivate you to go do something. And for me, I don't think I realized how important it was to my career until someone pushed me to go do it. So that's basically what happened to me. I didn't know how important it was to get these. And then once I got the two certifications, you know, I 
heard about how valuable they were and realized that not everybody had them. So I wholeheartedly empathize and sympathize with you there. And I think you just hit the nail on the head when you said you realized that not everybody had them. That's why it makes you stand out as a candidate. But you have two completely different certifications than what I have, and that's why I was so excited to bring you on the show. I want you to tell us what are the two certifications that you have that have just totally stabilized your career in IT for the last decade. So I have CompTIA A+, which is a little more hardware-oriented, and CompTIA Security+, Plus, which is more software and basic cyber security or network security-oriented. Why are these certifications so important to the government and the civilian world? So I think they're the highly, the most recognized, highly certifications or highly recognized certifications for the industry overall with kind of A plus with CompTIA, it's basically computer essentials and fundamentals. So it shows your ability to be able to troubleshoot a computer, take it apart and know the basic functions. And then with Security Plus, it kind of highlights and features your ability to be aware of network security, which is important both to the government and any industry that is in the world of tech or not in the world of tech. You know, people want to know their data is secure and you display that knowledge and ability by getting that Security Plus uh, certification. Also, most government contracts or federal positions are held to the 8570 directive. And though the 8570 directive has this awesome table of you know workforce duties versus what certifications are required to maintain those positions, most 2210 series rules, which are the IT rules for the Department of Defense for the Army, are required to have one or more of those certifications based on the level of the position that you have. So essentially, since we are mostly, well, we are military spouses and veterans, your back door is typically a military installation and guess what they want from you within six months so that they are compliant with regulations and guidelines. It's the combination of certifications required for your job. So in my case, I've been DOD IA level two I think for most of my career, because I have one from one category and one from the other. So I have A plus and security plus, and that is how I've survived every time we move as it pertains to the government side of the house. So Vertforce, this blew my mind. The first time I saw this chart was, I think, probably back in 2016. And the first time I looked at it, I thought, wow, there's a map that can tell you how to progress in your career. So right now, I want you to scroll down to the show notes of this episode, either in your app or go to our website and play this episode from our website. Check the show notes. We're going to give you a link to the 8570 DOD directive. This is particularly pertaining to those 2210 series roles, right, Lindsay? And 2210 series, those are IT roles. That is correct. But the DOD directive is basically there for any IT role that requires systems access or systems administration skills. So it holds true regardless of series. They could probably, I mean, in theory, they could make up a series and say this is the guideline for access. But for now, this is your career map to success if you're going to work in the IT industry for the government. Thank you for explaining that, Lindsay. Thank you for explaining the 8570 DOD directive and the 2210 series role. 
So for our listeners, what that means is you need to pay attention to this chart. You need to look at the chart and kind of see where do you start. And typically you're going to start in square one with those certifications and then move on. So let's talk about what you might find in square one, which is the A-plus certification. Lindsay, what is the A-plus certification and what kind of person would be successful with the A-plus certification? I consider the A-plus certifications like to be computer basic essential functions, you know, the hardware, the parts, the operating system, all the layers to how it functions. Typically, people who are successful with A-plus certifications are people who are analytical and really enjoy kind of puzzles and challenges and troubleshooting and really are open to I think the analytical part of problem solving is probably the most important when it comes to A plus as far as a certification and, and background and skills and knowledge. Can anyone just go take the A plus certification? Yeah, you can. I would definitely study for the A plus. I think anyone can really do it as long as you have the aptitude to study. There are materials out there, but it would probably be beneficial to do some sort of internship or online training before you jump straight into it so that you're not confused and you kind of know your left from your right. I definitely don't recommend someone just walking in off the street and attempting it without studying or watching some training videos first. Absolutely. Okay, let's chat about the other one. What is Security Plus? So Security Plus through CompTIA really covers a, a multitude of subjects of which it's been a while, had mine for a while. When I took it, it covered a depth of network security, network infrastructure, where to place firewalls, the different network layers, in and outbound traffic protocols. It's really taking a look at what the threats are for a network and overall cybersecurity knowledge, both for industry networks across the board. It's not necessarily specific to the government. I like that. So it's a little bit more about security and software oriented rather than A+, where it's going to be a little bit more tangible and hardware oriented, right? Yeah, I agree. And it's sometimes it even covers a little bit of software and educates you on different viruses that are out there and malware, spyware, et cetera, et cetera. That's super important. So what kind of person would be successful with the Security Plus certification? Oh, and do you have to take the A Plus certification before starting Security Plus? So the type of person that would be successful with Security Plus is someone who has an interest in network and cybersecurity and network and switching and routers. Also, problem-solving analytical skills are awesome. And someone who likes to look at how to be risk-adverse or how to protect data. And someone who's extremely patient because it is extremely difficult. You do not have to take the A-plus certification before taking Security Plus. Depending on what you're doing with your career, you could take Security Plus and it is recognized as kind of a higher level certification than an entry level kind of A-plus. But it really helps if you understand the fundamentals of a computer and how it operates before you jump knee deep into that in-depth concept. So, and you can study for that either you know, the same way you would study for your A-plus materials, training, et cetera. And there are great programs out there for the military, for spouses who want to obtain those certifications, free training and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. We have another episode in the series with Onward to Opportunity talking about how you can acquire that absolutely free. So definitely tune into that episode, listener, if you're interested in getting either of these certs. What I'm hearing, though, is... A-plus and Security-plus, I'm hearing some common trends. People who have patience, 
people who like solving puzzles, people who are interested in being risk adverse, people who have an interest in data and data security. If you feel like these things are aligning with your personality, they're getting you excited and you think, oh yeah, I could totally do that. You might be someone who's ready for a career in tech, or if you're already working in tech, you might be someone who's ready to take your career in tech to the next level. Am I right, Lindsay? Absolutely. And I think I would add, you have to be kind of a self-starter because this is going to be a challenge. And you don't want to give up easily, which is why I hit on that patience button, but definitely self-starting. Yep. And I think that's going to go for any certification that you pursue, period, because it's on you as the team member, as the employee, as the career seeker. It's on you to make things happen for yourself. While these certification programs, they're going to be you know, courses to educate you. There are going to be resources here to support you. Nobody can do the work for you. You've got to do it yourself and you've got to educate yourself, which ultimately is the biggest payoff for you. And you end up being so proud and so excited of what you've accomplished once you're there. Lindsay, this sounds like a really good opportunity for me to take a quick water break and hear from our show sponsors. Listeners, we'll be right back with more details on what experience you need to get A plus and Security Plus certified. Stay-at-home profit knows how game-changing remote work opportunities are for the military community. While providing education, consulting, scholarships, and career opportunities for military spouses and veterans in remote work through virtual assisting and digital marketing, we are proud to say that our students have been able to work with clients who have been featured in Forbes, Thrive Global, Marie Claire Magazine, and Yahoo Finance. From local businesses, tech startups, and Fortune 500 companies, Stay at Home Profit has spent four years developing and perfecting multiple programs that enhance military spouses and veteran skill sets and experience to get hired remotely in the digital workforce. Join the Stay at Home Profit family today and check out our five-week RVAC Remote Virtual Assistant Certificate Program. We believe you have the determination to build a remote career. So let us help you develop those skill sets so you can get started today. Check us out at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen profit.com. And we're back with Lindsay Harold chatting about how the A plus and security plus certifications changed her career trajectory 10 years ago, making her a top 10% woman in tech earner. Lindsay, what I want to know now about A-plus and Security-plus is do you need a degree or work experience to sit for these exams? So no, you don't actually need any sort of degree or job experience to sit for the exam, unlike PMP, where you know you're required to do so many hours of project management recording work. However, there are easy study materials with companies like Pass for sure um, that are quick solutions where they'll give you study materials. But I really feel like this is Lindsay's personal opinion as someone who's been doing this for a while. It helps to have a little bit of job experience under your belt, even if it's just working kind of at a help desk and and being in that environment. So you know some of the vocabulary that you hear amongst the teams. And you'll kind of want to know what you are getting yourself into as far as a certification by gaining that experience or and whatnot. So you're not throwing your money away at something that you're not necessarily interested in because these can be expensive certifications. The 
CompTIA A plus is a two part exam. And when I took it, it was $268 per time per exam to get the entire certification part A and part B. And I believe my security plus was roughly $360 when I took it. And that was without study materials. So I really wanted to make sure I was invested in my career and that I was going to invest in my career to ensure that, you know, it was worth the time and the resources and the money. Listeners, what we will do for the show notes is get you links to the CompTIA site so you can see what the current cost is. I know that it's gone up in the past couple of years because these certifications are so in demand. And again, we will also link to our episode with Onward to Opportunity so that you can pursue getting this paid for by another organization should you need it. I want to second the past for sure. I think even if you're doing the coursework, even if you're studying on your own, having some kind of backup program like Pass for Sure, I used Magoosh to study for the PMP, but this is basically kind of like a paid for Quizlet. And don't be afraid to invest in yourself in this process because, like I say in our Onward to Opportunity episode, Every dime that you put into this, you are going to return in your salary probably tenfold very quickly. So don't worry about what you may need to spend to you know, get the ball rolling and to make sure that you are successful in these programs. All right. With that being said, I want to hint on that note of how is this going to pay off. So Lindsay, what do you think? Are these certifications a strategic advantage for remote job seekers? I think that these certifications are definitely a strategic advantage for any IT job seeker, especially remote job seekers. And I'll I'll give you guys some examples, guys and gals and listeners. So again, I've never been unemployed. I've worked for three-letter agencies, really fancy ones. I've helped people. I've worked this, this certifications are recognized by civilian agencies. And then really, I have moved from... I'm at Fort Drum now. Prior to Fort Drum, I lived in Washington, D.C., where it's all government. And I worked for a really cool big wig agency that will remain nameless. But one of the requirements was having that certification. In between moving, I traveled and worked remotely for that agency and then got hired on by another software company who is really really amazing. But unfortunately, I worked remotely for them for about nine months and COVID happened and they laid off the entire team, which was really heartbreaking, but it was a remote position. It did pay six figures and it was amazing. And then the current company that I work for now, which is kind of public knowledge, so we'll talk about how awesome they are. I work for Amazon right now remotely and having these certifications really helped me in my interview process because even as a project engineer, they wanted some of that network experience that I could discuss and I had to draw from both professional experience and then the certifications that I got forever ago to be able to explain how I would help run a project that was technical at like a network level. So the payoff has been great. I've been able to contribute to my family during a time when I was a single mom. And then also be at home with my kids right now, which is important to me now that they're older, but also because of COVID. So I've been lucky enough to maintain a career and be working from home for the last three years. And it's been great. So it sounds like you haven't always been wanting to work remotely, but when you were ready to make that transition to remote work, having these certifications, being in IT, these two things 
definitely laid the groundwork for you to be able to harness a remote career. And now you have this super cool, amazing job at Amazon where you're helping military spouses get hired too. I know you've helped over 116 in the past few months. Honestly, it's just really impressive. And I'm really happy for you that you've been able to hammer out this amazing remote career in IT and that these two certifications are something that you can point to and advise other military spouses and service members to start here. So how can a newbie to this industry plan their path to working remotely in IT? So I think I would start with finding an entry-level customer support role. So, or even if you have zero work experience, getting into a customer service role first, so you can master your people skills and work with the ticketing systems that are out there. Finding a person either through Vertforce or Veterati or Hiring Our Heroes or one of the amazing programs that are out there who is willing to mentor you in tech can kind of guide you because for me, I've been such a generalist. I've done a little bit of everything and it's been great, but without all that broad range, I wouldn't really know which direction I wanted to go with my career. And once I decide which direction I want to go and specifically, I mean that IT breaks down into, you know, customer support, desktop support, systems administration, You've got software engineering, you've got hardware replacement. I mean, you've got so much to choose from. The once you choose that direction, then you start looking at taking your professional certifications with that and then, you know, moving yourself forward based on discussions with your mentor and what you discover about yourself and skill sets as it develops. I have a spouse right now that I'll use as an example. She is a stay-at-home mom and I'm so, so proud of her because she wanted to be in tech. I'm going to make a joke and say she's been pestering me for months to take her on as a mentor and I helped her rewrite her resume and she now currently works as an entry-level tech support position from home remotely and then we linked her up with Onward to Opportunities and she talked about them and they're looking at putting her in school for CompTIA and she's really starting to settle into it and I'm really really excited to watch her kind of grow and it, it all really comes down to building yourself a plan and doing things in that kind of consecutive order. So what are the biggest takeaways you want the Vertforce community to know about continuing education and these two certs? So once you become certified with either a CompTIA A+, or CompTIA Security+, Plus, or actually both, you're required to do continuing education credits to stay sharp in the field because it does change so often. And you can do that by being active in conferences, going out to listening to podcasts like you are today. If you're in a more senior type role or mid-level, going out and mentoring others and not letting your certs laps is really, really, really important. And just really kind of keeping yourself reading books and educated and up to date with everything that's going on. Again, most important, do not let your certifications lapse. It is ridiculous to spend that much money and put that much work just to find out that you have to go back and redo all of it because you missed a deadline and didn't work on your own professional development and growth through continuing education. Don't do it. Yeah, that can be so frustrating. I, I know of several people who have been in that position with the hard certs like the CPA and the PMP and, you know, the ones that are really crucial to going in and getting those CPU credits. And I imagine A-plus and Security-plus are just as crucial. Anything CompTIA, really. 
So thank you for that. Lindsay, I have really enjoyed having you on the show today. I want to thank you for your time and your willingness to share your career success with our military spouse community. And it's been a pleasure to chat with you about this. Well, thank you all so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. And, you know, really, I think if I were going to leave with an exit strategy of something to remember is, you know, I started out at the very bottom of my career. I didn't just walk into you know, success. I had to work for it really, really hard. So if you're willing to apply yourself, you can definitely do that. And thank you so much for listening to me rant on about technical things. It makes my heart really happy. Lindsay, do you want to tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to reach you? Yeah, sure. So I'm open for connections on LinkedIn. I'm sure that the link will be out there somewhere. I think as far as LinkedIn goes, not to drag it out, but if you do send me a connection request and I don't immediately respond, I joke and say some of my part-time volunteer work or full-time volunteer work and uh, working at Amazon results in an influx. And so sometimes I can't always keep up, but I will get back to you. I do have an email address, but I think I'm going to stick with, please find me on LinkedIn and we'll go from there. This has been another installment of our series, Certs That Get You Hashtag Hired. If you've decided to pursue one of these certs, write us and let us know. Podcast at vertforce.us is the magic email address. If you appreciated this content, share it with a fellow remote team member, military spouse, service member, or just a friend. Be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss our other episodes in this series. We're going to be covering several other juicy certifications in other career areas. And also, we're going to be talking about how you can get this training and these certifications totally paid for. All right. Thanks, Vert Force. You'll hear us in the next episode. All right, Vert Force. That is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave us a review. We really love hearing from you. If you need to find the show notes, which include all of the resources we discussed in this episode, you can find those at vertforce.us. Guys, I'm serious when I say we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode or a question, email us at support at vertforce.us. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vertforce podcast is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC. All right, catch you next week.